ತಮಶೀರವಿವ ಉದ್ಯನ್ ಮಜ್ಜತಾಂಬುರಾಶೋ ಪ್ಲವೈವ ತ್ರಿಷಿತಾನಾದುವರ್ಷಿ ಇವ ಮೇಘಾ ನಿಧಿರಿವ ವಿಧನಾೀರ್ಘತೀವ್ರಾಯಮಾನಿಷಗೈಕುಶಲಂಗೀ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಓ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಓ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಲೈಕ್ ದಿ ಸನ್ ಫ್ಲಾಶಿಂಗ್ ಫರ್ತ್ ಲೈಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಒನ್ ಇನ್ ಸ್ರೌಡೆಡ್ ಇನ್ ಡಾರ್ಕ್ನೆಸ್ ಲೈಕ್ ದ ಬೋಟ್ ರೆಸ್ಕ್ಯೂವಿಂಗ್ ಎ ಪರ್ಸನ್ ಸಿಂಕಿಂಗ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಸೀ ಲೈಕ್ ದ ಕ್ಲೌಡ್ ಶವರಿಂಗ್ ಫರ್ತ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ರಿಫ್ರೆಶಿಂಗ್ ವಾಟರ್ಸ್ ಆನ್ ದಿ ಥರ್ಸ್ಟಿ like the storehouse of wealth removing the distress of the penniless and like the physician bringing relief to a person suffering from a long and painful disease may ora krishna may the lord you come and grant us what is auspicious and blessed om shanti 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 peace 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 so today our topic is doing our duties doing our duties this is shri krishna's teaching and this time actually this month is dedicated to bhagwan shri krishna his birthday we celebrated in san diego to think of him because we read all of gita bhagavad gita and he has a deep impact in our how to apply them in our day to day life so this is duty is a question which we are often very much perplexed what to do duty is sometimes become painful not sometimes many times we are burdened by the load of duty and we try to escape from that but bhagavad gita suggests that you have to perform your duties and by duties you will go beyond all the dualities of suffering and pain so we are perplexed in this point what and also our spiritual life versus our duties i cannot get time because i have to do this i have to do that i don't have time for spiritual journey or doing meditation so spiritual life and duty as if they are confrontational or it is really to make a balance between them is a difficult for us so this question is a very important question we live with every day so can we find an escape from this horrible slavery of duty sometimes duty for our ordinary people like us we it is really really very problematic because some is said duty duty is seldom sweet it is only only when love grizzes its wheels that it runs smoothly it is a continuous friction otherwise as you all feel every day no you are tired and when duty is mostly sweet it's not sweet but when love grizzes its wheels that it runs then smoothly then duty becomes welcoming and people give up their life forgetting their own personal needs and necessities just for whom he is performing the duty only love can say mother loves the baby 
when that love comes she may be working hard whole day with so many other responsibilities and things one after another and when the baby is sick or restless whole night she wakes up with with the baby and she still she feels blessed that she served the child as much but could would have been happier if more can be done so this is the question of duty has been added with the love and love is that spontaneous love when it no more carries the burden of that duty duty becomes a disease sometimes in us because we feel that one after another this after that, that in our whole life we are performing our duties it catches hold of us samiji says and makes our whole life miserable it is the ban of human life as it were duty 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 this duty this idea of duty is the midday summer sun which scorches the innermost soul of mankind look at those poor slaves to duty duty leaves them no time to say prayers no time to bathe duty is ever on them they go out and work duty on them they come back home and think of work for the next day duty on them it is a living it is living a slave's life at least slave's life at least at last dropping down in the street and dying in harness like a horse this is duty as it is understood so really it is a very realistic picture we all feel that way and think that i have no time for myself and i slaved for doing this for doing that for doing that in my home in my office in my friend with my friend no time for myself and this is scorching sun as it were no it scorches the soul and this is slavery this is the way we understand our duty but there is a deeper meaning and deeper purpose and this every duty which is so much painful and scorching that can be source of joy and bliss every performance of duty every little service a little smile little glass of water giving somebody a simple some favor simple some sympathy everything can be can lead us to god not as duty but something else as service to me myself the only true duty is to be unattached and to work as free being to give up all work unto god secret in one paragraph so otherwise it's a duty is really a scorching sun and it is burning us every day but when it is two formula is given if it is only when love grizes its wheels then the duty runs very smoothly otherwise it is constant friction and here some vivekananda supports the only true duty was to be unattached perform everything but can we be unattached or detached and to work as free being not as slave of duty i am under compulsion i'll have to do it if i don't do then i am bound to feel its consequences so there is a question of slavery there is a question of helplessness but when duty makes us free that is the only i am doing whatever comes you do 
and free, done the best you can do, hands up, good, bad, thank God. Instantly and enjoying the freedom after performing the duty just off from that and to an observer. That is why Gita from the very beginning to the end talks about it is detachment, detachment, detachment. We live the life and we go through these sufferings every day. But we do not know where is that such a freedom is there only if we can apply it. Life will bring activity, life will bring responsibilities in life, no? No one in the world is free from that. But the how to perform the duty and that performance, is it taking me Godward? or it is taking me to downgrade journey of life away from God and taking ultimately to depression and frustration. Swami Vivekananda continues, by doing our duty, we get rid of our duty and then and then only we feel everything as done by God. By doing our duty, we get rid of our duty. Gita suggests that none in the world can stay for a moment without performing any duty. You are sitting, you are breathing, that's a duty. It is a work, no? Duty means a work done, that's the duty. You are, you are thinking, that's a, it's a work under, falling under duty. You are, why are you thinking? Because you are bound to say, oh, I'll have to do this. This is my responsibility, that is your thinking. You don't think what is not needed for you. So therefore, every thought we are thinking is a work. And that work done with the sense of duty can be transformed into no duty to service to God. Everything is done by God. We say, Ramakrishna, we hear the belief does not move without the will of God. But we feel what? What is God then? So, so kind God and making me pass through this horrible journey. Here, we performing the duty in per perfect manner and with perfect attitude. This can lead us to God and to lead us to this experience that everything is working by the cosmic will. You are also a part of that. I am also a part of that. You are doing something for others, others are doing, responding to that. It is a part of that journey. We are helplessly moving into that journey, all mixing together at a particular place, at a particular occasion and separating. But everyone is under the will of the Lord, but that only can be understood as Swami Vivekananda said, that when mind becomes pure, he said this body is opaque. God is like hand, he is in like a lamp. Drill yourself to be thoroughly submissive. Get rid of your I. Then you can get rid of the idea of duty. For all is His. No humbugism. So, it is said that this body should be, it is an opaque. And God is the lamp inside. Drill yourself to be thoroughly submissive. It is His light shining. It is He there. So whatever is done, O oh Lord, it is done by you. God, get rid of the little ego. Then you can get rid of the idea of duty for all belongs to Him. Then you can get rid of the idea of duty. The idea of duty is it varies much among different nations. There are gradation of duty and of morality, the duty of one's state of life in another state of circumstances will not and cannot be that of another. See, in our child when we are kids, what was our duty? When we become adult, what was our duty? When we grow into our 
academic life and then or whatever we rest into another. Duty is changing every time in the same life. You cannot say the, what was the duty in my childhood, what is the student duty. When I was in the college, that's the college, how I quit, you know, work, work duty. So duty is changing. And in duty is not a specific fixed thing. Idea of duty in one place is called good. The same work if you do, that is not considered good. Every country, every nation, there have some ideas developed around duty. Say, son's duty, mom's duty, teacher's duty, doctor's duty. The same person, his duty is changing. The same person in the, as a medicine, medical professional in the hospital or in, the, in his office, one duty. Coming back to his children is one other duty. We talking about the, uh, about the same thing with the friend, another duty. So we are all dedicated to perform the duty and every day passing to those duties and responsibilities. And these duties are changing. But the, every duty can make us free, but every duty is taking us towards bondage. To give objective definition of duty, Swami Vivekananda says, is entirely impossible. Yet there is duty from the subjective side. Any action that makes us go Godward is good action. And is our duty, is a generalized definition. Objective definition cannot be given seeing from outside. But it is subjectively it can be understood this way that any action I am doing is it making me towards God. That you consider good action and that is the duty. And any action that makes us go downward is evil and is not our duty. And this performing, starting from here, we can go another step up. First of all, what duty, what work is taking me towards God versus what is taking me away from my divine self or from God consciousness. And performing this type of good action, good thought, good duties, then you reach a point that good is to be given up. That's why every duty then becomes, there is no good, there is no bad, every duty is holy. And devotion to duty is the highest form of worship of God. See how it transforms from one level of duty as a painful experience of life leading to the state it is taking me towards God. So this duty is better duty. I do that. Keep that spirit. And then you come to a point everything is duty. Every duty is holy because everything is permeated with God and God consciousness. Now this is the idea given in the Bhagavad Gita. Our life actually rotates around doing our duties. And as a result, normally what we get, we get after some time, we get exhausted, we get frustrated, we get tired, sometimes we lose our we lose ourselves in the depth of attachment and frustration. Either frustration or attachment. Our doing duty and not analyzing the purpose of our duty, of our actions and our dedication, it leads us, either we get attached to it, so attached, all the suffering comes there after performing the duty and otherwise it leads us to frustration. But we also find that performing the duties with proper spirit, right understanding and right attitude, people can attain perfection and that 
at right attitude can be taken by everyone. Even the people, busiest people in the world, the examples are giving like the king Janaka, he has a king. But performing his kingly duties, such responsibility duties day and night, it is a worldly duty you can say, fighting with the enemies, protecting the country, taking care of the problems of the problems of the people, but he was a realized soul. Performing the duty, he became a free soul. Krishna himself, all the duties he has what perfectly he has performed when he has a small child playing with the mom and all stealing the butter and eating like that. So like a perform, perfect performance of duty as, as a baby should do. And then you look at that as he is born from that one, he is fighting, fighting, fighting all the evils. He is threatened to death. But as that he is doing and smiling. So you look at the when he was sent to Mathura and he was growing there and Kongsho, the good uncle Kongsho sent his all demons to find out where the baby and to kill him. And so when such demons are coming, he is fighting, killing them by his miraculous power, but at the same time showing that nothing has happened. The child is playing in his own way. So, and then if we find that when he is growing and left, I played with the girls of Vrindavan, no? What a beautiful, everyone thinks about Krishna and playing and dancing with the gopis, the cowherd girls, no? But that playful days are gone. When he was 12 or 13 years old, he left Vrindavan forever on the call of his uncle, no? That mama, we call mother's brother, eh? Kangsha, to kill him. He sent an inv invitation to Uddhava and said, Hey, I have not seen him for my childhood, so let him come. And then, as soon as he came, he was welcomed to see the strength of the 12 year child or 13 years child to fight in the wrestling with a state wrestler. What a fun! Just to smash him, to cry, just kill him. He faced that challenge and by his miraculous power, whatever, he killed the wrestler. Then the Kongsu got, my God, what a power! And then he he said that, okay, uh, my, he is very powerful, so let him be with an elephant, big elephant. And the child is put in, 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 in front of him. And the elephant was killed. But question is, that, see, facing the challenge and not turning back and did the duty and just detach, just detach, just detach, keeping the smile always. That's why you find that Sri Krishna's even the play in that in the what is called that movie a serial there is a scene in Indian movie there is a serial on Krishna no? Ramayana uh, there and uh, Ramayana and Mahabharata in Mahabharata epics we find the Krishna all the time and then this smile as if nothing has happened life is a challenge Face that and smile. Don't get take it to your inner core to suffer. And he exemplified that. That that's why Gita's words are so important. That it is not only what he preached, but he lived that life, facing all the challenges, all through. How many times he is in war? How many times he is trying to negotiate as a, a friend of Arjuna, so that the fight can be stopped with Durjodhana? No? hundred times he made that going back and forth. But with always doing the duty whenever it is necessary, duty is called. Each, therefore, we all of us can perform our duty according to the condition we are. 
according to our tendencies, we can perform those duties according to our inclinations in our mind and environment. So, one need not have to imitate the characteristics of another person's duties. Sometimes we think that is a better duty, this my duty is uh, not so enchanting. We prefer, we, we think that had I got that type of duty, but it should not be divided. Bhagavan Gita in the Bhagavan says that, that I have created this world with the four class, that is a blame against caste system, but Bhagavan says I have created the four caste. Chatur Barnang, Maya Srishtang. I have created these four categories of how the Guna, Karma, Vibhavas, according to their merit, according to their tendency, according to their ability. Some is intellectual person. He loves, it is easy for him or her to work and develop, perform his or her duties as a teacher, as a as as a, a deep researcher, they can beautifully express themselves. Performing to that duty, it will be enjoyable duty. We need not, but another person is great, each performing their duty, each is great in his own or in her own place. So, Bhagavan says that, see I have created these four classes according to their quality, according to their inherent capability and tendencies. Therefore, and I being creator of that, see I do not do anything, I am detached, I am uh, unattached to any actions and these four classes have been created by me according to karma, according to their nature and according to their characteristics. Suppose in every society, people are think that caste system is bad. But every system, every country, every nation has good caste system. Those are the good society, good country or very prosperous where this poor caste system, caste system is according to their qualities, people are functioning in that country. No, earliest Indian, earliest days of Vedic time, the kings, the kings were ruling the country. They are called Kshatriyas, they protect the interest of the people of the country from aggression or from outside and things for the good of the people among which he is the king. Being the king, that is his duty, but he is guided by Brahmins. What are the Brahmins? They think of God. They study the scriptures, they live a life of austerity and prayerfulness and they think of good only for everyone. So, they used to get the guidance from the kings, used to keep some sages over there above them and their society was guided by such selfless, very dedicated, pure souls to run the entire country. And in then in every society there should be some people who will be good in business management. If there is no business in any, any country, that business, that country cannot prosper. No? So, business people, business minded people are necessary. There is a skill. Everyone cannot be a good business. Given, a professor is given to do a business, he will make a mess of it. And at the same time, a businessman is given to teach and the philosophy or say, say any, any subject in the university, it will make him, it will be a real mess. Suppose someone is a builder, eh? bring him that builder to do the work of uh, what you call uh, teaching or, or meditating or do the duty of performing a home of fire. No? It will be total disaster. But even the person who is performing the worship or performing the home of fire, ask him to do the building work. Swami Vivekananda said, 
a shoe shiner is great in his own respect. A person who can shine the shoes, he is great in his own performance. He can do so perfectly within such a short period and the shoes become so shining. And we can do that, but it will take a long time until it is imperfect. So that is why efficiency grows when you have a tendency to do that. And that person if is given that type of work and he can flourish or she can flourish through that journey. So that is why Bhagavan says that four systems, four, four classes of people are in every society. But it should not be India's bad time came because the Brahmin's son became a Brahmin. But Brahmin is, Brahmin's son cannot be Brahmin. You see, someone in our, you know, here also you see the society's father is a very learned person. Maybe um, say, um, you can say that he is a uh, born eminent uh, distinguished professor or he is a uh, Nobel laureate even. No? His son should not be a Nobel laureate because his father is having such wisdom. Not the son can inherit. He may be good in mechanical engineering. So he should go to that, that karma, that direct, in that direction according to the tendency of this person and can make a useful journey. So that is why Gita says that shama, the internal control, dhamma, the external control of the senses, saucham, the purity, kshanti is the Forgiveness, arjabam, the simplicity of the heart, pure heart, and jnanam and big jnanam, study of the scriptures and knowledge, and not only knowledge, big jnanam is expert in performing and understanding the reality. That is the big jnanam. So, these anastic God is there. I am convinced, I have seen, I have felt, I have experienced, that is called the natural karma of a Brahmin and Surjam, the valor, the power, the, the steadfastness, skill in performing everything perfectly and in war not to run away seeing the enemies. These are the qualities of a warrior class, Kshatriya they call, warrior class or Brahman is the top. Kshatriya is that next. And then Krishi Gaurakkabanijam, this means agriculture, work in, in, and in business, and all these things when, which brings money and prosperity in the society, that is called the business class. And then another class which is the, which very much found necessary for a building a society with the construction in people and the hard working people who build house, roads and all this development is going on. So, no one is greater, but this four has been divided by God according to their tendencies. It is easy for them to grab their own choice, choices path and through that they can serve the society, but serving the society as a duty will be burning, but if it is no, through this service I am serving God. So there is a twist in that, that work can be done by anyone, but how we do the, how we perform the work, that is the fundamental point. But we need not have to think which is superior or inferior. So no one is greater or higher, each is great in his or her own place. Each is needed in an ideal and prosperous society. That country, that nation becomes ideal, powerful where all these classes of people can manifest their highest potential to discharging their duties. If there a society should be there where they have the freedom to express them. A intellectual person will express the intellectual ideas and thoughts and protecting force, the army and the military or the police force will be working for the good of the country and protection of the innocent. Like that, and the business person flourishes in the, with, with much freedom, and then the people who build 
constructions and things they are performing their full skill out that combination makes a society perfect society and also this performing that makes a good society to discharge duties and if you now <coughs> it is a society's development from the outside but now move, let us move one step upward then ahead then if these duties are performed with the spirit of service to God, God realization or self knowledge of Brahma Jnana can be reached. Is it really possible that performing our responsibilities and duties can we realize God? Well, yes. Well, what is the example? Well, example you find and uh, we have great stories that there is one yogi, he was meditating under a tree, no? And one day a crow sat on the branch of the tree and some dropping fell on the body of the yogi. Then yogi was angry and angrily looked at the crow. And by his power of yoga, the crow got burned. And then yogi thought, ah, I have got some power now. Huh? So I have, because I am a yogi, I have gained meditation and austerity, so this power has come. He's pr he became proud. Then actually yogi, what you will do after you have to get some food? He has no bank balance or anything. So he goes to beg to a house and said, uh, for some, in India you go, when you are a monk or yogi, you go and beg and people will feed you. So, but the, he asked from outside for some food. And one voice came from inside, the lady, she said, Sir, please wait, I am serving my husband. But the yogi after a few minutes thought, I, I am such a great yogi and uh, she is making me wait for her time for me. So anger and pride was growing inside. <laughs> and that lady then, without seeing in another from a distance, she said, Yes, yogi, oh sir, it is not your burning the crow. It is not like that. I am performing my duty. I am performing, I am serving my husband. And after finish, I will go and take care of you. Then the yogi got really surprised. My God, how this lady will know, even if she has not seen my face, and she's in some other distance, and we are conversing from a distance, and how he would, she could know that I have done something, and the crow is burned, and I have some, did this type of, ego has come in me, so he become humble, and when the lady came, then he said, could you tell me, how could you say about my doing of burning a crow? Then the lady said, I do not know anything, I have not read your yogic books or philosophy of Vedanta, what you call <laughs> Patanjali Yoga or anything. I am doing my duty. I am doing my, performing my duty with all sincerity and spontaneously it came in my mouth. I said, I do not know how it happened. That means inner transformation happens with doing their duty. And then he said, uh, so, oh mother, please teach me then this knowledge and wisdom which you got. He said, I am not fit. You go to another place where is a butcher. So, this yogi was sent to a butcher. Butcher will teach you Brahma Jnana, no? the knowledge of the self. Is, is it possible? <laughs> but you can find it. It's called the Bhadu Gita. One, one, one Gita is available. It's called the uh, Hunters, the Gita of the Hunter. So he went to the hunter's house and shop and that man was cutting the meat and selling it to people and chopping and then cleaning the blood and this and that, like that continuously, shop doing his business. And the yogi went and said, sir, can you teach me something of Brahmagyano that lady has sent to me. The, yogi, the, 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 the hunter, seeing the yogi said, oh, you are coming from that lady. This yogi, he said that how can he tell me that I am coming from that lady who has sent me to this hunter. Then he was again humbled again. And then the man said, hunter said, 
yes okay butcher said that you just wait let me finish my duties of selling the meat and uh, finishing my job then I will go home and serve my parents and then I will serve you. He obeyed, obeyed, obeyed and when he went after cleaning everything went back to home and then did that serving the parents and then he served him. Then he said what, what is your question? Then he talked about that spiritual wisdom which is a great Vedanta text what is called Vyada Gita. A hunter is teaching a yogi the spiritual wisdom. How it can be possible? It is, it is, we think that meditation, spiritual life is a higher life and this is a lower life. No. No. There is a trick. There is a way of performing our duties which can lead to liberation and freedom. So, this is the incident I referred to just to understand. But now let us go to the philosophical part. It. Bhagavan Krishna said that in the 18th chapter that you know, Sve Sve Karmani Obhirata Sangshidding Lavate Nara. Every human personality is capable of realizing the divine by performing his own action. The, in, the, in the life situation, wherever one is, the duty, whatever one is performing, is a very practical, realistic, spiritual teaching that you need not have to change anything. In whatever position you are there, that you only get engaged in your own duties and you can attain to the freedom, sangshidding, bindati. You can attain to your freedom and liberation. How? You know, this whole universe. You see, verse, next verse he says, Yataha pavittir bhutanam, where all the tendencies are coming. It is only one absolute Brahman. Out of that, in this cosmic Maya, every tendency, creation, it is all three gunas, and it has been created by me. All these gunas are manifesting and all these duties, responsibilities are coming because this you are thinking identified with the, your body and mind. But we are true, we are in body and mind, you are bound. But whom you are serving, whom you are working for, there is nothing but God. It is whole universe is one absolute truth. So, yataha pravittir bhutana, bhuta means crisis of service, all the tendency of action going on, it has come from the ocean of Brahman and this Maya has created this universe. So what you are seeing, I am seeing you, but it is the same divine, I only recognize you as a person. So it is my fault. But, but if the Upanishad says, uh, Gita says that you perform your duty wholeheartedly, do your all action only whom you are serving, that attitude should be you are serving the same divine who is in you, who is in everywhere. So, if this attitude is only added to it, that any action we do, any effort we do, that can lead us to the freedom, path of freedom and realization. So, Swakarmana, it is very important, this one word, by your own karma. You are a wife, performing your wife's duty, husband, husband's duty, son, son's duty, doctor, doctor's duty, teacher, teacher's duty, if anyone performs that and think, I in my classroom whom I am teaching, God in the form of the, these people, these students. Uh, someone is treating a doctor, treating a patient, God has come in front of me and I am performing that. And that is a love grease because we love God, then what happens? That love is added everywhere. And then everything we do, it will be like offering a flower. We offer a flower in the altar, we think it is an auspicious job and I am blessed to do that. If I cook some for the Lord, I feel blessed, I have done for the Lord. Similarly, I am serving a student, I am serving a, a, a patient, and I am serving whoever in my life's calling comes, I am only serving God and nothing but, there is nothing but God and divine. So, in another way you can think that we are all 
permeated by the same consciousness. Satchidananda, consciousness, bliss and absolute truth, that is in different name and form. We are listening to this again and again and again. Only if we can apply, we are not two, two ways are there. One, who can go to path of meditation, go. But you cannot 24 hours meditate. You follow the path of knowledge. Yes, these are all unreal, real, you can say that. But you have to perform your duty. You have to cook food. You have to drive your car. You have to look who is sick patient, go. But this is a realistic point where you 24 hours is divided. 50% goes for sleeping, taking rest. And when you have waking period, that is divided in so many ways. Where is my time for God realization then? We become very restricted. But if we take this attitude of serving God in every action, through every performance, then that becomes easy. And the easy means at least everyone is, you say, you are talking all this, this, these are all theory. Is it not? That's true. It is theory now. But theory becomes a reality when? When it is practiced, practiced, practiced. Meditation. Is not meditation a, a theory? You see it and you imagine something. Is it not? Don't you imagine? Here is God in my heart and this and that. Let's say, you don't see that. You think God is everywhere. Do you see? No, you don't see. But we imagine, but imagination, this imagination is not a hallucination. This imagination is based on truth. The seers of truth have experienced themselves and they have told us and we are following their footsteps. We will also see the same thing. It is, the scriptures give the example that there are two types of misunderstanding or understanding. Say you can, there is a jewel in a dark room and from a distance somebody said, hey, there is a jewel and they see so much bright light coming out of this jewel. I have not seen that jewel. I may doubt. Well, no, don't doubt. Go and check it. Following the path of the knowers of truth, a person who has visited that light, the jewel is emitting, following his instruction, following the instruction of Bible, following the instruction of, of Gita uh, or Buddhas, uh, Dhammapad or all such scriptures, Vedanta, Upanishads, listening to them and following their path. If you go, ultimately you see there is light and going close to that, you see it is a gem is there. And there may be wrong also. Someone's lamp is burning in a dark room and someone says, oh, go, go, there is a jewel. So you can go to there to be frustrated if you don't listen to the good spiritual guide. That's why getting the spiritual guide, if we can do, follow the path, the Gita suggesting that that realization will come. Both are called sadhana, as practical life. We should practice, practice, practice. This is a practice because we live 24 hours in our, most of the time in our duties and responsibilities. And as we have discussed before, duties and responsibilities are really a scorching sun, it, it burns our heart, tension, high tension, anxieties, worries, uh, that is hunting us day and night and we really are tired of our duties. Sometimes you say, my God, there is no end of my duty. But that duty can be spiritualized and that duty can help us to reach God, to see God, to feel the experience that we can do it if there is, I am doing for my beloved Lord who is in me, making this body which is temporary, is making work, no? This, this is just a, what is the difference between dead body and the body which is talking and lively? There is a touch of that consciousness. Because of that presence, I am talking. Because of the presence, all we are here. That consciousness down on the consciousness. So, Serving whom then? I am serving that entity who is inside. Uh, so that idea is to be Im imbibed into our life. That, that whole work, whole day's actions, whole day's work what we do can be realized. And I, we are talking the other day uh, that the, our example before. We have seen in our Ramakrishna tradition many Swamis, great Swamis, Madhavananda Swami, uh, says Vishuddhananda Swami. Uh, Shantananda Swami, they have worked 
They lived in the world, did their duties, and they have all been illumined. That's just why Swami Vivekananda said, I have made a new path. People used to know that by meditation, by scriptural knowledge and analysis in the Vedantic path, one can realize God. But I have made a new path. Performing your all actions and dedicating to God or serving God, one will attain freedom. So this is the way we can get out of the burden of duty and feel blessed that this is my worship I did. I got a better chance to worship more. One is worshipping one hour, today I got to worship two hours. My work was yesterday five hours, I worked a little more six hours. Oh, I am blessed that I could serve God another hour more. So this type of attitude and really there is nothing but God. I don't see it as my ignorance. But when the veil of ignorance will drop, you will see the same reality everywhere. So how it will happen? To remove the veil by our own tendencies. Everyone has a tendency and our capability, our inclination, following that inclination, whatever responsibility come in our life, whatever duty appears before us, it is to think that I am serving my divine self in others and I am fortunate. This work is a worship that will be the path for liberation. Thank you all. Next Sunday, 24th, <coughs> is the Swami Medhananda will be coming here and he will be talking on the subject Got Sattva. I think the Sattva quality is meaning how to reach that Sattva quality. Got Sattva. And other naturally the Wednesday, 5 pm class on Swami Premananda's memoirs of loving soul that will be by Krishna Pranamataji and Saturday gospel reading no oh Saturday Karma Yoga Saturday is Karma Yoga 9 a.m. yeah 9 a.m. to 2 9 a.m. to noon there will be Karma Yoga on the 23rd Saturday next Saturday Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Tat Sat Sri Ram Krishna Arpanamastu Om Shanti Shanti Peace, peace, peace.